When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. and welcome to another one of our many 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 halloween bonus draft episodes this week or this week this year our topic is build your own anthology and we're joined by the i would say almost official i I like saying unofficial but really official fourth member of the podcast kyle hi i'd like to be one of those like unauthorized biographies you get at your scholastic book fair (laughs) if that can if that can be me uh, and you can learn all about Lance Bass, then that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so you can sell it on your Instagram page? You're absolutely you correct. motherfucker. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Oh, is that 20 years old? Got it. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's vintage, baby. That's fucking... <laughs> We're good. Um, no, thank you for having me. This is very cool. Um, albeit I'm a little unprepared. I like just got in. We all are. Yeah. So we I'm, all I'm ready. Unprepared. This is going to be like tooth and nail. I'm going to fuck some shit up and we're going to do this thing. Baby draft day. <laughs> okay. So the way that it's going to work. Is Brian is here? Kyle's, Brian's here. here. Okay. He, hey, he Brian. He gets real quiet. He gets overwhelmed <laughs> by people. Very yeah. quickly. Hey, bud. Um, so hey, what, we're, <laughs> what we're going to do and uh, guys, just a side note, if I sound different than normal, it is strictly because all of the power went out of my house the second we were about to record, so I quickly had to move a very shoddy setup into my sister's loft, where I never record. Hey, Matt, um, we don't care. All we want is for you to say, I am in a 
plastic bag. Please don't <laughs> throw me in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. So. Matt anyway. Truman Show Kelly. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I liked it better when you're quiet. <laughs> so the way that this is going to work is Kyle is going to pick the order of the draft uh, since he's our guest. And then everyone this has to pick, everyone has to pick a wraparound segment and then four segments from other anthology films. You can only pick one thing from each film and everyone's allowed to use at least one TV show episode Okay. from an anthology. Okay. Quick, right. quick, clarif- Kyle, no, quick, quick clarification. Doing? If somebody else picks a segment from creep show, I can pick a different segment from creep show. Okay. Correct. All right. Cool. Correct. But if yeah, but not the your... same segment. No, no, not the same. Yeah, segment. if it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, not the same segment, and then I okay. can't double up on creep show. Say, I can't just tell you I want to make creep show, and then have that be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly. I just I, clarification. Exactly. Want to make sure. I'm just gonna go off of what the order is of of what has come up on on the um, podcasting program. So, and I will I will go last. Uh, so it's Scott, Matt, Brian, me. All right, Scott, you got that first pick. Oh, really? Well, I'm going to give a little monkey wrench. So we're picking our wraparound first. Well, you you can pick whatever you want, but it would be advisable to pick the wraparound first. So my wraparound is going to be weird. I'm picking the wraparound from Southbound. Oh, okay. Interesting. Which is not what anybody else would probably pick because it's not a great anthology. But I really enjoy the idea that it the movie starts where the anthology actually or where the chronology of the movie when you're fuck. How do you even explain it? It's like the movie ends where it mm-hmm. begins. Mm-hmm. It's an Ouroboros of, of a, an anthology flick, which is not like the first and only time that ever happens. But. I would say that my wraparound is going to be the southbound wraparound because I like the idea that everything that happens in that movie and has everybody seen Southbound? Yeah, uh, I've, no. I have, but it's not super memorable except for the wraparound for me. Like I thought that was actually the time. Okay, yeah. well, there we go. I feel totally yeah. relevant right now. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. I got Fuck you, you man. I just, I just, I just build everybody up. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I definitely saw that straight to DVD video. I thought- <laughs> um, no, I, I, yeah, no. The Southbound has that most, the, probably uh, the one of the better um, executed wraparounds of a, an anthology film. And I know that's a hot take, but it, it it actually works. It's not a wrapper. It doesn't feel like a wraparound. Like you just like sort of put a bow on it, and this is what you call the movie. It actually felt um, part of the flick, which was really cool. That's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, man. Yes. Good pick. All right. All right. Well, I mean, if Scott's setting, Thank the, you. setting that precedent to, to start with mm-hmm. a wraparound, uh, this should be a surprise to no one. I'm going with the Tales from the Hood funeral home wraparound. <laughs> I, I hate you. I hate you so much. That's I, I because Brian has... I hate you. No, I didn't pick that. I hate him because he was like... I strongly advise you pick a rap- wraparound to start, and then you picked it. You're like, well, if Scott's going to start with a wraparound, no, no, no. I just said it was. I just said it was. You had a wraparound. 
<laughs> like, I actually didn't until five minutes ago. That okay. was a long text thread. I thought that we wrote our own. I wrote my own. I was so excited to present it. So, Brian, this is what I want you to do. I want you to tell us your wraparound because this isn't just five minutes ago when we had this conversation. This was two weeks ago when, <laughs> when we had the conversation. Like, this is how we're going to do our rap, our our anthology, our draft. And but I want you to tell us your wraparound because we've been over this at least once and I then want you to tell me what your backup existing wraparound was. So the floor well, is yours my friend. Is it did Matt finish his his uh oh, fuck Matt. I mean the episode came out a week and a half ago. You know yeah, what the exactly. wraparound is. I love it. All right, Brian go. So so my wraparound was a film noir about this detective that was hunting the devil uh he was trying to find the devil and his uh his partner couldn't understand what the obsession was with the devil and the whole all the stories that he told were just different pieces in time where they almost found the devil but then i forgot until we record it so i was like quick what's something that no one would pick and i went with heavy metal <laughs> and that is a very good choice for a last minute pick you're fine there you go that's it all right kyle what's your wraparound oh god or actually technically i'm just throwing this out there none of us can take any more wraparounds so if kyle wants to save his wraparound for last we can't really stop it no <laughs> no it's just because i'm no, I want to. I want to I wanna stick with that. I think that's a good. I think that's a good her. setup. I do. I do. I do. I am a sheep. Um, <laughs> I, it's only because I'm stuck between a segment from this movie and the wraparound. But I'm going to do the wraparound um, of Night Train to Terror strictly because <laughs> um, it's not good. Um, but there's they sing uh, the same song every time they cut to the wraparound. It's if anybody's not familiar with Night Train to Terror, it is a. I've never seen it. Oh, you son of a bitch! Um, <laughs> it's it's definitely worth seeking out. Um, Vinegar Syndrome has put out a a, a really good Blu-ray of it. Um, Night Train to Terror. The wraparound is that God and the devil are on a train, and they're picking which souls they're going to take from each three like uh, segments that they've done. However, also on the train is a group of eighties kids all singing and choreographed to a song the same song that plays damn near in full every time they come back to the wraparound um (laughs) it it'll get stuck in your head it'll shock you it'll disgust you and it'll entertain Uh, and night train to terror is my wraparound um that's a real deep cut and like I said, it's not good, but I like, it's almost as if the, the wraparound was supposed to be the God, and the devil figuring out souls. Like that was on a train, but then they're like, yeah, but we need to make it fun. And then they added a, a song and dancers and it's so, so crazy. It's so, <laughs> so crazy. would you consider that a musical? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, close. Um, <laughs> it was it's it's bizarre. Um, but that's that's it's, my. It's a musical where they only sing the same song over and over and over again. Yeah, that's my wraparound. Nobody's gonna want to see my anthology, but that's I want to watch it again and again. So that's mine. All right, Scott, we're back to you. So I'm picking my first of the actual segments, right? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just doing segments at this point. They don't have to be in any specific order. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick this because of the list that I made, it's my favorite. Well, it's it's 50-50. The next one I pick, which no one is going to pick. I, I mean, if you do, I'm going to find you and slit your throat. <laughs> but no one else is going to pick this one, I don't think. And... Um, so then in any save case, it. think logically. Don't be Brian picking House of Court <laughs> over no, I'm, I'm picking. I have everything set up in my list as I need to pick these now okay. before anybody else does. So, okay. VHS two safe haven. Fucker, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you serious? Are you yeah, guessing? no, no. That was that was uh, top of my list. So. Um, Dude, it is so good. No, that's a good, that's a great pick. So good, great pick. Uh, I'm so glad that someone else wanted it and that I got it. (laughs) Uh, Hey, can I switch the order in which we picked, and can we take Scott's off the table? (laughs) (laughs) Is this allowed? Um, no, that's yeah, that shit's great. That shit is great, dude. I don't like, I don't like any of the VHS movies, but I absolutely adore safe haven now for anybody that doesn't know what safe haven which one safe haven is which obviously kyle knows (laughs) but um the safe haven bit in vhs2 is the one where they go to the is it thailand um i I I think i mean it's it's yeah it's a country similar i'm pretty sure it's thailand in any case it's they go to an a, a an eastern island country and they go to this guy's cult and he's like the day is today and it's the one and his the the videographers the documentarian's pregnant girlfriend or whatever gives birth to this goat human and at the very end which is the dumbest shit it goes papa but up the the, the the 10 minutes before that are just so good because you get cult shit you get the best shit that you didn't see in the void and then you get some zombies too some reanimated corpses come around you get some crazy um self-mutilation some real genuine scares i feel like come from that too it's very like disturbing. It's, yeah absolutely. it's not you know with the, the problem with like found footage stuff as we all know is that like the scares always feel really cheap this one doesn't feel like those scares are cheap. They feel like there's like a uh, logical build up to it, and then the reveal is actually like what causes some some fear to it. It's really it's it's something else. Like it as on its own as like a short film or whatever. It's crazy. It's really good. Yeah, it's, I would argue it's probably the best segment in any VHS mm-hmm. movie. Without oh, hand, hands down, hands down. Like I think there yeah. might be some that I enjoy. A little bit more that's the best made one all, all around i think the i like you from vhs one is a close mm-hmm. second but i think it's so overdone yes. or not overdone but hey, over discussed hey, somebody might have that on their list yeah you, <laughs> because you're a fucking loser <laughs> uh but anyway so on to my list uh so my segment it's funny because I just yelled at Scott about this, but I actually am looking at my list and it's mostly deep cuts, except for one that I'm expecting someone mm-hmm. else to take anyway. So I'm going to go with the segment that probably the like frightened me the most genuinely. Um, and it's from a not great anthology film that I watched a lot as a kid called Campfire mm-hmm. Tales. And it's yeah! 
It's the segment people can lick to. Mm. Uh, yeah, best. Uh, Absolute best uh, urban legend of all time. Megan and I have agreed on this. We've discussed multiple times on the show. It oh, is so. I've never, good. I've never seen and, Campfire Tales. I'm very intrigued. It's but very it doesn't. Good. You don't even need to see Campfire Tales to know what people can lick to is about. Matt, take it away, buddy. So it's it's done. So the movie came out in 1996, and that's really important because they used the segment as a dangers of talking to strangers on the internet okay. story. Uh, and it's this girl's talking to her internet friend about how she has to I'm stay sorry, home. What year did you say it came just out? Hang out? 96. 96. Okay, okay, so she's in a chat room. She's like, oh, my parents are going out. This sucks. And she's talking to this friend. But every time it cuts to the friend's house, it's just like this dude sitting in like a chair and like a like it almost looks like a bomb shelter. Like there's nothing anywhere. It's just really creepy and disturbing. And she's hanging out with her dog and she's playing with the dog. And all of a sudden, all this weird stuff starts happening at the house. And she goes and hides. And the dog's licking her hand. And she says, ah, stop licking my hand. And then she realizes nothing bad's happening. So they start walking around the house some more. But then more creepy stuff happens. So she runs upstairs again. And this time, the dog starts licking her hand. And she's like, ah, stop licking my hand. And then she looks in the mirror. And there's blood all over the mirror that says, people can lick oh. too. And underneath the bed is the creepy dude just yes. licking her hand. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo. So here's the thing. I made sure if I I had a bunch of stuff picked because if I get the tales from the hood wraparound, I'm trying to make sure that all of my segments theoretically could end with someone in a funeral. <laughs> you need to calm <laughs> yeah. the fuck down because no one else cares that much. Ooh, okay? you, I do. Your boy might have tried to start out with a cult themed. Um, <laughs> and Scott, you might have pulled the rug out from under me, bud. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's so that's people can lick too. Let's bounce it over to Brian, see what he's got going on. Segment the ghost host. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna do mine in order because I'm fairly certain that none of mine will be picked. I actually intentionally did it so none of mine would be picked. So, like I said, wait, was, Brian, did you just pick everything from the house that you're blood? <laughs> I, did. I did, and then and then Matt said one movie each. <laughs> Um, but keep in mind my original storyline, my original wraparound story. So the first heavy metal, okay. <laughs> the noir film of looking for mm-hmm. the devil. So I was envisioning him saying, you know, it all started. We had him, and then it goes into a Twilight Zone episode, my favorite Twilight Zone episode, The Howling okay. Man, which is about uh, this guy who takes shelter at like this monk church type deal, and they keep telling him that this man that they have locked in the basement is the devil. And the man is like this poor, like starving man. Uh, And it's like a constant battle with the guys uh, with the man. Like, should I let this guy go? Like, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he lets him go and the guy paralyzes him and then grows horns out of his head as he walks out because he was in fact the devil. Oh, damn. Nice. Yeah, there was a, I, I won't lie, I was looking at the list of, of uh, Twilight Zone episodes today and being like, I need to do a rewatch of the Twilight Zone because there's oh, so much there's so good. Good. there. But there's, <laughs> it, it sucks because it's like every five yeah. are great. And yeah. the four are fucking. <laughs> it is, there needs to be, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure there is by now. The internet's been around for a long enough time. 
um, that needs to be a definitive list <laughs> from somebody that I trust <laughs> to say like which ones are the ones to go with because like I know they have like sort of those best of compilations, but they just don't they still don't cut it for me because there's some deep cuts. Feel free to skip all of season <laughs> okay. four. Like season That's four is really because season four. Well, here's the problem with season four. Season four, the show was so popular, they were like, hey, we could do these as hour-long episodes. No, they couldn't. It's, <laughs> it's too long. Like, every one of those stories, you can feel that they're, like, just trying to yeah. fill the time. Oh, so, good like, question about yeah. what that noise was. So, what brings you in town this week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that is literally what some of the episodes in season four feel like. You're just like, get to the scary part. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Uh, good pick brian i was hoping someone would do a twilight zone episode all okay. right kyle so what do you got because god and the devil are not choosing which cult is good and bad anymore thanks god <laughs> um, i'm gonna go ahead no no I'm, just, uh, I'm gonna go ahead with something that's similar tonally to night train to terror in my opinion or i think that would flow tonally uh to night train to terror which would be the raft from creep show 2 um nice that was yeah that was on the I, long list yeah that was the one that i long list some... too but i as brian was like i'm gonna try and keep it like revel relevant to my wraparound i'm like oh good call mm. so brian <laughs> you're actually yeah. smart yeah, today man. so i think it, i what the hell? I said something about mining. You're like, no one put that much thought into this, Matt. Because you, because you showed up with a binder. And you were like, all right, I have 170 stories to, to choose from with 40 wraparounds. And no, I had four wraparounds and like. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. And, six, Listen, and Matt. 16 options. Matt. I, I so plan it. I, Listen, the way I do these, it's the same thing I did with Halloween is I plan it so that if somehow everyone takes every available thing that I want, I still have five <laughs> remaining. So Matt, <laughs> physically impossible. Listen, Matt, I expect you to go above and beyond. I don't expect Matt to even go, or Brian to even go above. <laughs> so when he... So when I he, have a tough time getting there. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like Brian has a problem even getting hard, much less finishing. So when he yeah, guys, just wait for next uh, tomorrow's episode where Brian failed to watch the episode even with an extra week. Oh my god! Listen, to watch the movie. I'm giving Brian what he needs to complete today. So Brian, you're doing a great job. You are my. <laughs> Support. I am your support. We are supporting each other like a pair of underpants. So I'm here for you. You're here for me. I think that you did a great job today. Thank All right. You, beautiful. Sir. All right. So the raft, <laughs> Kyle, tell us about this. Uh, what did I say? Oh, the raft. Um, so Creepshow 2 is uh, it's not superior to Creepshow. However, it is not. Um, yeah, it is. It was a lot. So actually, there are uh, a group of people who would say it's superior to Creep Show. I think that when I think of Creep Show, when I think of the the segments that stuck with me most, two of them are from Creep Show too, um, and the raft is one of them. I think that like Fright Rags put out a fucking rat like cre raft shirt before they did anything Creep Show. Oh, that's not true. They put out a Father's Day shirt. Um, like Creepshow 2 has sort of been in my wheelhouse of horror movie knowledge for a while. Um, and The Raft, I think, feels, even though it doesn't have like the comic booky 
lighting or even necessarily uh it doesn't have like the comic booky sort of like niche or gimmick to it i still think that it is a short film that is shot like a comic book the same way that like the crow is a comic book movie without being so like you know pops of color and like weird it's like it's still shot as if everything is like frame by frame taken out of a panel by panel comic book i feel like the raft has that and i feel like the raft is a little bit scary it touches on that like summer love and had me a blast type scenario that gone 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 awry <laughs> and I, I feel like it ties into my wraparound a little bit where it's like 80s kids like being a little reckless disregarding the sign not to go in the one fucking lake that like there is near them like <laughs> you know it's like all of this sort of disregard for simple like don't go in there things you know what i mean turns into like a deadly thing and the fact that like there are kids still trying to be kids and summary and like i mean he's trying to touch a boob even though two of his friends died like there's this weird <laughs> like I, that's so stephen king I, yeah it's like it is just it, it fits right in it fits into the mold that it's supposed to without forcing itself into that mold it actually just fits perfectly much like the fucking creature in the lake like it just fits the way it needs to without forcing itself through anything i i I just i think the raft is like a really really fun kind of scary uh first segment well first segment for me it's the second segment in creep show too but you know all right so bouncing back over to scott what's your next segment i'm gonna keep it short and sweet i am going with a my entire wraparound and everything from the uh, the the segments are going to be uh, paternal. Oh. So I am going with Mr. Wilkins from uh, Trick or Treat from 2007. Mm, okay. All right. Which which I'm only mentioning it now so that no one can take that from Trick or Treat because I was gonna go with something else, but. At the last minute, I was like, mm, Brian has a good idea. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to make a really good draft, thanks to Brian. <laughs> Brian, he's the inspiration. Listen, I don't know how many anthology movies you watch, but you have the basis. I've watched for, a lot. <laughs> you have the basis for my wraparound story. So the word good draft should be used in because <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot of good devil stories and we'll see that in the future listen <laughs> listen i'm talking really about good drafts that i do not good drafts that brian kelly's butthole does <laughs> yeah. True. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna swoop in and take one that i could genuinely see someone else getting so i want to get it early uh and that is the only good part in tales from the dark side the movie the segment lover's vow Boring. Got nervous. nervous, Not gonna lie. (laughs) Sorry, sweating. I look at that Key and Peel. Yeah, I look at that Key and Peel meme of just like drenched in sweat. He's like tails from the dark side. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, But yeah, I I love that particular segment mostly because of how awesome the the demon makeup is uh, towards the end. 
And it's just a it's a it's a good slow burn story. Um, for those of you not familiar, guy uh, sees a demon, but the demon's like I'll let demon. you live. Demon uh, <laughs> sees sees a woman or sees his demon. The demon says, "As long as you never tell anyone about me, nothing bad will ever happen to you." And then he's like, "I promise." And then he meets this girl the following day, and they fall in love, and they get married, and they have kids, and everything's great. And then one night he confesses to her, "Hey, I saw a demon one time." And she's like, you weren't supposed to tell anyone. And she's the demon. Yeah, she turns into a demon while his kids are screaming in the beds as they turn into mini demons. And it's really, but the demon just looks fucking awesome at the end. Uh, So yeah, that's Lover's Vow. That's the one I'm grabbing. All right, Brian. So also from Tales from the Dark Side. Get in there, get in there. The, The cop you know, is trying to explain the devil. And he says, you know, he doesn't always show off as a human. And then it fades into the cat from hell mm-hmm. from Tales yeah. from the Dark Side. He goes into that story. Great. Remind me of the cat from hell. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen the movie in a while. The cat from hell is a Stephen King adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he pretty much hires a hitman to kill a cat uh sounds like an easy job it's not, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and kooky shenanigans happen and the man is found dead because the cat slit his throat by sliding down his throat it's very forgettable. oh i remember that no but i remember yeah. that ending wait yeah. is that uninvited oh yeah <laughs> it leads right into it. prequel <laughs> <laughs> um what do you remember which say like number segment that was in tales from the dark side because like i don't remember number two, two. okay so okay it's number two it's oh, the george it? romero okay, so one. i think i had never yeah, i yeah, so i've never finished tales from the dark side but i know i saw the first two segments and i remember there being like a cat involved and i couldn't i couldn't place it without like looking it up and potentially spoiling the other like segments and i knew i had wanted to watch the movie so i'm so glad you picked that one and confirmed that to me that there was a cat in tales from the dark side (laughs) because i was unsure and i already told two people uh about there being a cat in tales from the dark side and i was like (laughs) i love how this comes up in polite conversation there's a cat in tales from the dark side you know that's one of the best things about october is that like it come things come up in conversation people are as as spooky as yeah. us because we're spooky 24 yeah. 7 but normies are only spooky yeah. you know it's it becomes more and more apparent as i get older Pretty and i'm like oh okay all right this is something that i chose <laughs> this is this is the life i lead <laughs> now i honestly i didn't choose this it chose <laughs> it me happened. it chose you right correct yeah, much like much much like rapping did with bubba sparks <laughs> and matt kelly oh fuck i gotta listen to some uh, bubba sparks but- it's been a while <laughs> no you really don't no you're you're good uh kyle so what is your second okay segment um 10 from vhs it's the last segment of vhs uh directed by radio silence it is um the segment in which a bunch of dudes show up at a halloween party that seemingly doesn't exist however the house that they walk into is sort of like it's not decorated for halloween but they feel as if like they've walked themselves into a home haunt. Um, turns out it's not. It's actually prob- It's actually a little bit of a problem for them. Um, 
But I, I think that there are, as we've already talked about with the VHS series, Safe Haven is above and beyond like one of the best segments in VHS and also just like a part. I just think it's a really, really excellent segment. As far as like things done in, I, I saw I saw VHS at like South by Southwest at like a midnight screening and I think it's really, it sort of stuck with me. I was in I was in film school at the time, like I saw all of these you know horror directors or direct like sort of early on in their career directors coming out and making little short segments, and the only anthology anthology that I had seen before that were like Creepshow and other things that only have like sort of singular directors and singular voices. Um, so to see something like that, to see radio silence like a collective of people like be able to do something that was really cool and um effects driven in a found footage film is really interesting to me too like like visually effective like effects driven and the haunted house shit doesn't like get to me but i thought that that was a really cool way to like get some haunted house stuff going and found footage stuff going and also still have like a fun segment and i think that it sort of plays into my uh Come on and dance with me, dance with me. Night Train to Terror. Um, <laughs> Night Train to Terror wraparound. Uh, so yeah, uh, 10, uh, 10, 31, 98 from VHS. All right. Uh, all right, Scott, segment number three. All right, I am going with another fatherly type. Oh, so I'm going with only dads. Sorry. <laughs> Father, <laughs> do more. No, that's that's a slight difference from the original no, no. song. But anyway, um, I'm <laughs> I'm going with uh, um, oh Jesus Christ, uh, Father's Day from Holidays, which is Ooh. not a great anthology, but I thought that Father's Day was really really effective. I think that that movie, while not being great. I think that it gets shit on way more than like. Does it get shit on? It should. Yeah, it's hated. What movie? It's got like a ten percent, I think. Oh, holidays. Yeah. Each each like each uh, holiday has its own short, and there there's some dumb ones. But there's well, some really the good Easter ones Bunny too. one was really fucking stupid. Like I will give it that, but I feel like in the grand scheme of things, Father's Day is super effective. Mm-hmm. And my uh, one of my good friends, his. His close friend gets killed in the first story in the Valentine's oh, Day story. Oh well, there we what go. A connection. <laughs> what a connection, right? Murder connection—the only kind we care about. That's true. If, if nobody dies, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> I ne- so I never saw Holidays because it got shit on so heavily. Um, I think that like I, I, usually that doesn't sort of deter me. I've watched a lot of like shitty movies. But um, that just came at a time where I was, like, really, like, not caring about watching anything. So any excuse to be like, oh, don't watch this, I'd be like, oh, yeah, definitely. No, no, for sure. I'm not going to watch that. Um, I honestly don't know why I watched Holidays or Southbound. It might have been boredom, but there are definitely things in both of them that are valid well honestly like that's something southbound hurt me uh not so much holidays i didn't expect anything from holidays but i don't i i think my roommate hyped it up and southbound like was a sunday night horror movie night for us like we that's when we expect to watch like really good movies. yeah okay 
So it was a huge lesson. Uh, it's not no really doubt. good. I'm just saying that it is entertaining. Yeah. Oh, it is. I, listen, I'll watch anthology films all day because it, I have, like, whether it's an ignorant sense, I still have a sense of hope <laughs> after every short. Yeah. I'm like, all right, maybe this one. No, dude, they, they, they are specifically, like, curated to make you feel that way. Like, you you are you are subject to what they are trying to do. And it's just, like, continue to watch this please like please <laughs> no the next one will be good we promise i i yeah. swear this next one won't suck it'll be fine it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> shit all right so for my third segment um oh, hey, i'm gonna Matt. i'm gonna jump over hey yeah i'm here uh, i'm gonna hop over to cashing in my tv episode uh and i'm gonna go with something from tales from the yep. crypt which as I was putting together this list, I realized you could make a really baller anthology film just out of specific Tales from the Crypt no segments because there's some really fucking no good doubt. ones. But I went with what is still my absolute favorite one, uh, The Ventriloquist's Dummy, uh, which is a really fucked up story starring Bobcat Goldthwaite and Don Rickles. Uh, and the story starts when Bobcat is a kid and he sees Don Rickles doing this ventriloquist dummy act and he decides he wants to be a ventriloquist when he grows up and that same night there's a terrible fire that leaves don rickles uh unable to perform puppet training more because he burns up his hand uh so it's years later bobcat goldthwaite shows up at don rickles house and he's like i've always wanted to be a ventriloquist you were my biggest inspiration i'm doing my first show at the exact club that i saw you at and I want you to be there. It would mean the world to me. And Don Rickles is like, yeah, I'm not going. Um, and Bobcat becomes like kind of a friend to him and realizes that he's this drug addict who's constantly shooting up in his arm. And what's revealed is he sees the the old dummy box and he's like, oh, let's bust out the dummy for, for old times. And Don Rickles is like, no, don't touch that. And he takes down the, the box and finds that the dummy doesn't have a head it just has a mask of a puppet hmm. face and that's when don rickles uh reveals oh the whole time his hand's been wrapped up from being burnt he unravels the gauze on his hand and reveals that his hand is actually where his supposed to be siamese twin brother is oh, oh god um, <laughs> and it's just a face it's just a face with two little hands um and that face with hands killed a girl and then set the club on fire all those years ago oh. Uh, to cover his tracks. Uh, but then Don Rickles cuts off his hand to try to kill the brother, but instead it just causes him to bleed to death. And then Bob Goldthwaite's about to kill the the like arm with a face. And it's like, listen, you're not good at doing ventriloquism dummies, but let's team up. Don't kill me. Let's just team up. You can hold on to me and use the old dummy. And Bobcat's like, all right, that sounds like a plan. So it's his first show. And all of a sudden, Bobcat starts screaming. And when he throws off the dummy, the arm has forced itself through the middle of Bobcat's hand. So his hand is split in half with this new hand inside of it. Nope. No, oh, thank you. So fucking gnarly. No, thank you. <laughs> Yo, what, what season is this That's from? season two, dude. Season two is primo Tales from the Crypt season. Oh, my God. I haven't watched fucking... So we used to watch Tales from the Crypt all the time in college. And I just like... I mean, 
I was probably stoned and drunk um, <laughs> all the time. It'd be nice to watch it. I will, not in you're that. probably going to still be stoned and drunk when you watch yeah. Oh, for sure. But at least I'll have a little bit like, oh, but like, no, Matt talked about this. So, so when, um, I, when I made up the list of like potential TV show episodes, I have six yeah. that I wrote down from Tales from the Crypt. And, My dude. And four of them are from season two. Like season two <laughs> is right. insane how good it is. Yeah. It's been a really long time. I'll have to go back and watch Matt it. Matt Kelly, right. overachiever. <laughs> All right, Brian. Wow. Last you. Um, so I guess my next one. Hmm, what would my next one be? Um, my next one would be from Tales of Halloween, the night, oh. the night Billy raised hell. Um, Ooh. it was a, it was an interesting one. wasn't the best, wasn't the worst of Tales from Halloween. Uh, but just to give you the full rundown, Billy is this kid that uh, he's walking home with his sister and her sister's boyfriend. And her boyfriend is very, very mean to him and keeps calling him like a pansy for not like wanting to like throw uh, throw eggs at this old man's house. So he ends up doing it and the old man catches him. And the story plays out where the old man brings him out to have some fun and cause some ruckus. And it starts with like him smashing pumpkins and stealing candy but then he starts like shooting people and doing hit and runs and like the kid just gets really out of hand and then it it ends with the old man coming home and when they takes off billy's costume it's this demon and the old man is the devil and billy is tied up and he just releases him out in the world with a bunch of cops drawing their guns at him and arresting him hey kyle do you notice the fact that matt and brian both can't say the word demon. <laughs> what did I say? Demon. D O M E N. It's not. Hey, look, it's demon. not right, but I don't want to make it a microaggression against the Kellys. That <laughs> I do. I work. I work with these guys every fucking day. I want to make it a microaggression. Listen, just, just, just be glad that we don't have pillow talks because Palo? that's what I get Palo? on the most. Yeah, Palo? I, no, dude. I, I yeah. actually, I say Palo too. So now I'm worried about saying the D word in front of Scott over here. You guys are all <laughs> idiots. Okay, my turn, right? Uh, no, yeah, you motherfucker. No, um, no, that's me. Um. Okay, so okay. Uh, <laughs> I went with ten thirty one ninety eight last time. So um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with Halloween Bus Ride Massacre from Trick or Treat. Uh, trick, I'm sorry. Uh, trick, nice trick or Treat. I apologize. Trick, trick or, or Treat. Or treat. Um, just because that last one was Halloween. So I feel like I've sort of like worked my way out of that 80s wraparound that I needed to. I needed to connect the raft to 103198 which is has its own sort of like dated look to halloween bus ride massacre which in my opinion is probably the best segment of trick-or-treat um well you're alone yeah, in that no, that's but that's fine. okay that's <laughs> i think i i think it it, it it at least um grasps a lot of the visual imagery of trick-or-treat to me even though sam even though sam sure. is like predominantly a part of was it your segment that you had mentioned um uh no mr wilkins is mostly him killing the the fat kid and yeah okay okay mr wilkins is the fat kid one not the yeah okay all right it's it's not it's not the old guy fighting it's not the the guy from super troopers fighting yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay thank you (laughs) um it's not that one uh i think visually for me 
Um, that's like the one that like does it most. Uh, if I, but it, I only watch it once a year and we're coming mm-hmm. up on that date. Um, but it's the one for those who don't know, it's the one where there are children. There's an urban legend in this town that trick or treat takes place in where a school bus, uh, spilled, filled with seemingly special needs children dressed up for Halloween plunged itself off a ravine into some sort of quarry uh, in town. So the urban legend is like you go at Halloween, you'll hear the voices or you'll see, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll experience some sort of ghostly uh, happening due to the tragedy that happened at this quarry. Um, So these kids decide to go down. They're going to play a trick on one of the nerdier kids that is there. The trick goes awry because the ghosts do show up and the nerdy person who they're playing the trick on does not help the children who had taken them to the quarry to be tricked by it. So it's like it almost does feel like an EC Comics situation there. Yeah, um, it's it's very Tales from the Crypt slash it's probably, uh, yeah. uh, creep show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of those segments are EC Comics-y. That one feels the most to me yeah that's definitely the most easy yeah comics i mean like the way the, the where the werewolf um, mm, which i am not me. going to discuss i'm not picking it if anybody else wants it okay uh, i guess you're right i shouldn't be talking it's the most easy comics of the segments to me um i think all of them have that treatment but just visually and conceptually it has the most for me and it's one of my favorites and it's what I think about whenever I think of that movie. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so Scott, your final, your final entry. All right. So I have not discussed any of. Oh shit! Yeah, we only did four. Oh, I fucked up. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. Right. Never mind. No, no, no we're good. We're fine. You're good. You got it, girl. <laughs> so I haven't done a TV show yet, and so I want to do a a um a, a recent TV show. So okay. I'm not sure if everybody has seen it, but since I'm going with the fatherly um, motif, I'm going with the finger from Creep Show on Shutter. The TV That's show just coming out. Yes, yeah, have dude. you seen it, Kyle? No, I've watched the first two episodes. I haven't watched uh... the fingers in the first. Is in the second episode, right, or is it in the third? The one with uh, DJ Qualls? No, it is the second episode, and it is but directed by Greg Nicotero, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, and it really, is super good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. So I'm going with this wow. feeling of fatherly love um, in all of its myriad forms, and I would say that The Finger is a fantastic piece of television. I think that it's a great finish for my southbound type wraparound. And I would probably have to tweak the southbound wraparound just a little bit to fit it into what I'm doing here with all the fatherly love that I've picked. But yeah, yeah, um, it's it's what happens when you love someone or something and are not sure if it loves you back. Yeah. So that's the finger. That's my um, life. So I'm going to ask you guys. I'm going to ask you dark. guys a question. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys a question, and if you think that this is cheating, I have a backup. Would you consider it cheating if I pulled a segment from the Twilight Zone movie? 
I, no, I why, would, why would I consider that oh, cheating, Matt? Because t- I've already because I already chose a TV show. It doesn't. Um, no, one's a movie, one's a TV yeah, show. No, you Who cares? Just wanted to make you're sure good, you're good. Uh, because while most of the segments in the Twilight Zone movie are just modern adaptations of classic Twilight Zone episodes, mm-hmm. uh, this one I picked because while it is an adaptation of an episode of the Twilight Zone, it is so much better than the original version of that story uh i'm going with the segment it's a good life from the twilight zone movie directed by joe okay. dante um it is as i mentioned with the people can lick too this was another one of those early scared the bejesus out of me uh segments when i was a kid um it's a good life is a pretty popular twilight zone story it's been parodied on the simpsons and a bunch of other stuff but it's a boy who can control things with his mind um, and in the Tales from the, or the Twilight Zone episode, it's basically just a bunch of people are trapped in this house and they can't leave because the boy doesn't want them to leave. And at one point, he turns one of them into a jack-in-the-box and sends it away. Which uh, I showed Jade thinking it was from the movie. And I was like, this is so unsettling. And it was comical. Yeah. So what happens in the movie Jade version, though, is, is you've got that Joe Dante direction where he goes into what an actual eight-year-old in the late 80s, early 90s would do with those powers. So the whole house is all this crooked architecture, and it just looks like something out of Beetlejuice. And at one point, he makes the TV explode, and like a human version of the Tasmanian devil is running around, and it's really horrifying-looking and disturbing. And as the boy's giving... uh, the the newest member of his quote-unquote family a tour of the house there's a scene where there's a girl just staring at a tv set and he's like oh that's my sister she doesn't talk much and the camera pans around and reveals that she doesn't have a mouth anymore yeah um and it's, <laughs> it's revealed later on that like because she would always yell at him to not use his powers she removed his mouth so he couldn't discipline oh, her anymore um so like it just goes it then like the last like five seconds really kind of fucking ruins the whole story because it's just like and the power of love saves him um but you know what that's not realistic <laughs> <laughs> that's the power of love that's how it i ends. remember this segment being so uninteresting to me but the way you're describing it is like maybe i should fucking take a look at that again like i didn't yeah, realize maybe that, like, you should maybe i fucking should here's the thing the twilight zone movie the Twilight Zone movie is a very uneven movie. Yeah. And we don't really things... like to talk about it because kids got fucking murdered while they were. No shit. Got... Yeah. Yeah, kids got murdered in the first story. It's also probably the worst of the four stories, so that's even more upsetting. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> they didn't even die for art. And then, like, the second story is by Steven Spielberg, and it is just such a Steven Spielberg feel good story. Dude, it turned me totally off because, like, I don't even enjoy fucking Nightmare at 20,000 or whatever because. Oh, yeah. Like, I I don't. Like, yeah. Okay. But I'm. Adam Scott's. Adam Scott's film was. I will say, yes, I am with Brian that the remake in Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone is really, really cool. Okay. So here's the one. Here's the one positive to the Twilight Zone movie, though. Uh, Their version of Nightmare is starring John Lithgow, who's going all over the place. That's John Lithgow, though. Yeah, and then also it's directed by uh, the director of all of the Mad Max movies. Yeah, what? Jordan Miller, right? And yeah. 
Yeah, and he's got this weird calling card. I don't understand it, but all of his movies have a scene, at least one a scene. Penguin? Where it zooms, in on, oh, no, where it zooms, <laughs> where it zooms <laughs> in on someone's face and their eyeballs explode for a second. Bless him. But it's like, wait, but did, it's supposed- did he do um, Total Recall or? Yeah. Well, no, 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 not like, not like that. I'm talking like it's happened so quickly. You have to freeze frame it to catch that the eyeballs explode. Wow. It's like what just this fuck? weird thing. It happens in like Mad Max. Someone's about to get hit by a car, and for a single frame, their eyeballs explode. Um, and that happens when John Lithgow sees the demon for the first time. Is that f- there's a, a random shot of his eyeballs exploding, no shit. and it's Very just supposed strange. to be for him. I think it's supposed to be the symbolism of like their mind being blown. Yeah. But like, I'll have to. Run, I want to blow kids' minds. I'll have to run back Happy Feet and just make sure that that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's my, that's my that's my last penguin joke. I'm done. I'm done. But I'm done. All right, Brian, how are you going to wrap up your little devil story? So my little devil story, he takes uh, he takes his partner to this highway, and the partner's like, what are we doing here? And he's it's like, the end oh, of Southbound. <laughs> let me tell you something. And he goes into The Benediction, which is a story from an anthology film called Nightmares from the 80s um, about a priest who uh, he's facing a crisis of faith after a little boy dies uh, and this car, this truck comes up riding his ass out of nowhere. And it's this black, it's this black car with an upside down cross. And it's the devil that is at, that is, uh, they get into a little road, little road fight against the devil. Um, Yeah. With, and then, uh, you know, destroys the priest's car, nowhere left to run. The priest throws some holy water on it. Boom. Vaporizes. (laughs) Ambulance comes to save him. But, now my anthology's oh. over and they're looking around at this crash site and the cop picks up a horn and he was like do you think this is it and then his partner picks it up and says yeah this is it and screws it on the top of his head and he's the devil and he kills the cop boom end of anthology what? that's the dumbest shit i've heard in forever <laughs> oh my god this is why Brian is not writing an anthology. Wait, where film. is everybody? My eyeballs just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I like to blow kids' minds um, in my bang bus. Whoa! Uh, all right, Nightmare. Kyle, you get, to, you get to try to top that. Um, I one one I can't. So if you want to stop <laughs> listening, you can. Um, no, I, I um. So I sort of did some like '80s sort of party vibes, like urban legend to the Halloween trick or treat sort of situation. I want to go back to those party vibes, even though this movie relies on the segments actually sticking together because there is no necessarily wraparound, but there are three different stories directed by three different people. I consider it an anthology. Um, I'm gonna pick the middle segment of the signal called jealousy monster um and jealousy if nobody's seen the signal it is a movie where the idea is that a uh electronic signal goes out over would you consider that a uh well yeah i mean let's let me let me take it to the let me take it to jury you're absolutely right i don't want to go too far ahead and I like that idea. It's lateral thinking, and I like it a, let's, a lot. Let me, let's, yeah. t- let's take it to let's, let's hey, take it to court real I'm, quick. I'm I'm all about a wild peck. Okay, <laughs> right on, right on, Brian. 
My opinion does. Yeah, Brian. Just, <laughs> yeah, Brian just, I, had I, cop, I think... screw, just had a cro- a cop's uh, screw okay. worn into his okay. head. So <laughs> you're right. You're right. I mean, okay, fair enough. I think I, I picked it because there are three different directors, even though they are. Um, I mean, I think this is almost like that weird reversal anthology where each segment applies way too much to the wraparound, which the wraparound, sure. like the wraparound, is actually the through line through each segment even though each segment connects they're both they're all three of them are totally pretty different um so i'm gonna go with it (laughs) and just just go with it um jealousy monster it's the more comedic segment of the signal the signal is a movie about an electronic signal that goes out through the world and turns people into not zombies but violent versions of themselves Mm -hmm. uh, basically really good movie too it's it's amazing honestly it's when i think about um to go on my fucking high horse really when i think about movies that inspired me to be a filmmaker or uh to pursue horror in some sort of way or to be interested by what horror can do um in its narratives and in its theology basically um the signal was one of those movies i watched it way more than i expected to uh it came out in 2007 I watched it way more than I expected to because I was just so intrigued by the way that there was this sort of, it was in my mind, even though there had been obviously lower budget movies that I had seen in the past, obviously night of the living dead, like other evil dead, like other movies had been low budget DIY films that came at a time for me that I was like, Oh, it's happening present day. It's successful. It's interesting successful in a way that like people got their art out it's it's yeah. interesting it's like saying something whatever they want to say and they look like they had a fucking blast doing it so all of that to say jealousy monster is the middle segment of the signal in which it turns a little bit comedic it's all about a if i remember correctly it's a boyfriend and girlfriend some sort of relationship that is going to have a birthday party or a celebration of some sort but the signal has gotten to one of those people and has turned them paranoid against having the party not be a success for the person that they love so they're like they have people who are going to come over but then like one of them thinks that one's cheating on another so they kill one and then like it's it's just sort of this like bonkers it's almost like a three stooges thing or a, a where but with violence and like uninvited guests it's a very it's a very tonally weird segment and i just think that it works really well with ending dude you know what of... you could like you could double feature that shit or not mm-hmm. even like double feature uh-huh. but you basically like build a second portion of if you were allowed to have a fifth part for this yeah with that part in XX where the lady's having the birthday party and then her like husband's dead and she's trying to hide the dead body. That's an XX, oh, right? Shit. So I've never seen XX, but I like whatever this is from. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's okay. It's a little slapstick. It's a little goofy. Yeah. I think that you might enjoy it. It's not done nearly as well as they did it in the signal, uh-huh. but it's very stylistically simple. I, I, sh- I just think that like it, when I watched that, when I watched the signal, it derailed me so much, but not in like a way that it took me out of the movie. It made sure. me, it actually brought me way further into the movie. And I think with all my other segments, I think it's sort of as a really interesting way to end it. It's like ending it on this party that you somehow, cause then 
what happens is somebody who is not um, affected by the signal walks into that party seeking like um, sanctuary in some in some way, <laughs> seeking some sort of like um, you know a relief from the craziness that's going on in the outside world. But there is an uneven craziness going on in this very confined space, and I just think it's a lot of fun. I think it's uh, I can't remember if it's AJ Bowen or not who goes into that. It's been a little while since I've seen the signal, but that whole movie sort of sticks with me on a whole. And I wanted to make sure that I picked one of its uh, segments. And that's how I would round out. Well, we would, all, of course, round out by coming back to the wraparound and making sure we sang the song again. Um, but <laughs> that would be um, and not to spoil Night Train to Terror, but the train crashes at the end. Um, so it's a great way to end any movie. Uh, it's just with a train crash and just pretending like nothing <laughs> ever happened before. Nothing matters. Nothing matters, which is where my segments are going. Okay, um, that's mine. All right, so just to recap, Scott had Seth, Southbound Wraparound, VHS2 Safe Haven, Trick or Treat, Mr. Wilkins, Holidays, Father Day, and Creepshow, the TV show, The Finger. I had Tales from the Hood Wraparound with Campfire Tales, People Can Lick 2, Tales from the Dark Side, The Movie, Lover's Vow, Tales from the Crypt episode, The Ventriloquist Dummy, and the Twilight Zone movie, It's a Good Life. Brian had the Heavy Metal Wraparound, also his film Noir Wraparound. <laughs> Uh, the Twilight Zone episode, The Howling Man, the segment from Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, The Cat from Hell, Tales from Halloween, The Night Billy Raised Hell, and the Nightmare segment, The Benediction. And finally, Kyle had his Night Train to Terror wraparound with the segments Creepshow 2, The Raft, VHS 103198, uh, Trick Our Treats, Halloween Bus Ride Massacre, and The Signals, Jealousy Monster, uh, is there anything that you guys left on the table that you want to get a quick shout out? I was just going to see if we could do like a like a two or three like runner up sort of situation because I won't. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I well, I guess now I'm going to say it because I was like, please. Um. All right. Jordy Jordy <laughs> from Creepshow. Everybody shits on Jordy Barrel. Yeah. Uh, from Creepshow. That's one of my absolute favorite segments of and the anthology ever. It doesn't really fit into it. But here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing, buddy. Did nobody pick a proper creep show, by the way? Did nobody pick fucking one from... Uh, Something to tide you over was on my long list. Okay, all right. I love that segment, too. But anyway. So here's the thing. Jordy Vale is a sad representation of gray matter yes correct and they did gray matter in creep show the tv show which is show. also a sad so, representation of gray matter in my humble opinion no i listen <laughs> as a huge stephen king uh short story yep. fan and a guy that has waited his entire fucking adult life to see, to gray, see matter. gray matter on Bless tv yeah i was you happy were okay to see it. okay Wait, the, the only thing that didn't do it for me was the cgi yep. but you got to keep in mind that creep show is Okay, so Shudder is owned by um, AMC. AMC. And AMC is hemorrhaging yep. money on yep. Shudder. I can only pay so much for Shudder, right. right? Like, I, I'm doing my best through this show and through my own patronage to keep Shudder right. alive. And I will say that I think that Grey Matter did very well for what it was. Okay, right on. Right on. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, I Jordy Verrill just like I and I had seen Jordy Verrill before I had read Grey Matter or even considered it even connected in any way. And I just think that it is people always shit on it saying it's probably the worst of the creep show segments. I really enjoy it. Um and uh the creep show show is is doing pretty well. I haven't seen the third episode, but I like it so far. Um Blind Alleys from Tales from the Crypt the movie. 
Um, I it's not a great piece, but I just think it's a really interesting concept. And then my one that was very, very close was also a ventriloquist dummy segment, but it is from Dead of Night from 1945. So I almost picked something from a different Dead of Night from 1977 called Bobby, which is a really unsettling story about a mom who wishes that her dead son was alive and then has to deal with the consequences of the zombie demon son from hell uh, trying to murder her. Um, from a yes. recently released and not readily available Mortuary Tales, the final segment from that Babysitter Murders almost made my list because it was so fucking good. And, Mortuary uh, the Tales? Tale, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about it off the air. Okay. I interviewed the director at um, at a Fantastic Fest. Really cool movie. And Whoa. the Twilight Zone, or Twilight Zone, the Tales from the Crypt episode, Television Terror, yes. which is basically a short version of WNUF Halloween special. Yes, um, dude. It, Starring Morton Downey Jr. as he goes to a haunted house uh, for his TV show, only to find out that it maybe actually is super haunted. I love terrifying. that episode. Love that oh, episode. Oh, it's so good. Uh, do you guys have anything else to throw in there, Brian or Scott? I just have something to throw out to Kyle real quick. Lay it on um, me. I, w- I want you to know that I want you on board with me when, when Devil's Night gets picked up by a major <laughs> studio. I, say, I need you to make this. And I'm going to tell Matt and Scott, no. Yes. You can't be a part of this. No, no, because you got me. You first. didn't believe in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm here for you. You didn't believe in the story, <laughs> you know. And when and when Roger Ebert is like, when that horn gets screwed in that cop's head, my jaw dropped. <laughs> I'm gonna say, when he, when my, jaw dropped, my jaw dropped. My jaw dropped. My thumbs went up. Did yeah. you say Roger when Ebert's he, jaw yeah, dropped, he, dude? Yeah, come oh on. Oh my god. There's so many things wrong with that. Beyond the fact that he's <laughs> dead, he also hasn't had a jaw for the last ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't say it was going to be easy. It's going to take some time to make the movie. We're going to be able to talk to the dead guy. Hey, Brian, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you 100%. Fuck these other guys. It's you and me, man. It's you and me against the world. All right. Uh, is there anything else, Scott? No, I love you guys, and I am so appreciative of you uh, having me on for this. This was a fucking blast. All right. Go check out Horror Finds on uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Help me, please. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll be back with a new episode literally tomorrow. So uh, happy Halloween, everybody. Woo! Boom. listening to the Geekscape Network. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.